This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. But we can't let the COVID-19 virus cloud our judgment of what's yet ahead. This is going to be one of the most exciting years in the history of the WQA. That's DJ Shanahan, the new president of the Water Quality Association, as he begins his new term following the virtual WQA annual meeting. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. You can find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 163. Joining us for the first time, well, welcome, glad you're here. If you've been listening for a while, please do us a favor, leave a rating and review and share a link with a colleague or friend. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button, very important because that means you'll never miss a show. It's the magic of podcasting. In this episode, we talk with DJ Shanahan about his top priorities as WQA president, the role that mentoring has played in his life, and the excitement he feels about what's ahead in the coming year. Plus, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage, and I'll have our WQA tip. But first, our conversation with the new WQA president, DJ Shanahan, on WQA Radio. DJ, thank you very much for joining us on WQA Radio. It's nice to have you on the program as the president of the Water Quality Association. First of all, congratulations. Thank you, Wes. I tell you, it's been an exciting journey, 30 years in this business, and uh, an opportunity to get to a place where I can give back uh, is really a special time for me. So I appreciate the WQA's faith and confidence in me to be able to take this role. How interesting was last week where we had our virtual annual meeting and your first words to the members was online, you know, I mean, how, how unusual. It was unusual, but I think the uh, mid-year leadership conference that we had to do virtually a year and a half ago helped prepare all of us for what might be coming. But certainly, you know, we all would have loved to have seen more people uh, and actually interacted with the audience and, and been able to shake a few hands and recognize a few people in the audience as I had planned in, in my speech. So that was a little disappointing. But at the end of the day, I think uh, what staff did to provide a virtual uh, business meeting was quite wonderful. And with a few glitches, which are certainly understandable with everybody's IT problems and then signals dropping and you name it, I think it came out uh, pretty well. So hats off. Yeah, and as as much as we are realizing the benefits of uh, cyber meetings and online presentations and all of that good interconnected world in which we live, you still realize that we did miss the opportunity to uh, have that face to face interaction. There was, and, and as a, as I said in my speech, you know, I wanted to have the young professionals stand and be recognized so we could get a feel for just how many of them were actually in attendance at the meeting. And same thing with the win. You know, what an incredible new advisory council that we've got there in those women that really are motivated. And and so, and then of course, my mentors, you know, having an opportunity to recognize my Uncle Terry and, and my father 
uh, actually standing in front of uh, the audience there, I think would have been great, but uh, we missed it. So we did the best we could in the virtual format and I very, very proud of how it came out. We have a clip from the annual meeting from last week where you talked about that. Let's, let's listen to that. All future leaders need solid mentors and I'm proud to recognize two of my mentors today. They had planned to join us in Orlando, but instead are watching virtually like most of us. First, please allow me to recognize Terry Cullen, a 1969 graduate of the United States Naval Academy and the man who taught me how to manage like a professional. Terry held key management roles for companies like Johnson & Johnson and Mobile Oil, and he spent over 15 years helping me learn the best practices from some of our country's most successful businesses. I would also like to recognize the best people leader I've ever met, my father, Duke Shanahan. I never really understood all the lessons he taught me over the years, but as I began observing other leaders, I realized it was how he treated people that set him apart. Always with respect, searching for their strengths rather than focusing on their weaknesses, and creating an environment that made you want to do your best. It's because of these two mentors that I stand before you today, Dad and Uncle Terry, Thank you so very much. Yeah, that was a great moment. And uh, I, I really appreciated what you had to say there. And it's always good to know that everybody is coming into the business uh, from a variety of different experiences. And the you know, work life varies. And, and we, we hit, um, there's almost nobody, I would think, that doesn't say, hey, there was somebody important in my life somewhere in the process of where I got to be, where I how I got to be where I am today. Absolutely. I mean, I could think back on dozens of mentors that I've had that have taught me different things that have helped me along my career. But in conversations I had, even after the meeting last week with my uncle and with my father, you know, you really can laser in on who were the people that truly influenced you. I mean, everybody that influences can, can be some level of, of mentor, but then there's the people that really make it a lifelong, um, obsession almost of theirs to help us learn what they know. And so, you know, we didn't even realize, I can tell you personally, I didn't even realize I was being menteed or mentored, yeah. you know, if you think about it by these folks, but that that's exactly what they were doing. They cared enough about me to share their time and share their experiences so that I could learn, you know, that Terry was the, Terry was the management guy and my dad was a people guy. And, you know, that's, I think a skill set. Some are really great at one and not so great at the other. Uh, it's a skill set that we have to have to be true leaders. And so that's why those two stuck out to me as really the two main mentors that I wanted to be sure I had an opportunity to recognize. Well, and you say that and it makes me think, you know, you didn't realize you were being mentored, but there are probably a lot of people who don't realize they've actually been mentoring somebody and it might have been from a distance or, or it was never really formally arranged and yet they had an impact on somebody's life. And that's what I'm starting to see now. And as I take this new role and I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, hey, how did you get where you are? You know, which is really, it's exciting because you don't really look back on the journey as often as you might until you get a call from an Alex Dufine who says, hey, I'd like to drive three hours and come down and spend the afternoon with you to figure out, you know, what you did that made you so successful and, and how you got where you are in the Water Quality Association. So those things are very rewarding. Yeah. And a lot of that can happen as a result of connections at WQA. And, and I remember, I think it was Doug Herring last year saying his first 
time at a water quality association convention, he stood in the back and he thought, wow, look at all those people. Look at all those, those, you know, successful water treatment guys. I don't think I'll ever be up there on stage. And there, of course, there he was last year. And, and we all think that we all think yeah. that. And that yeah. was that's why I really wanted to reach out with my message about engagement. There would have been people sitting in that audience and hopefully there were people listening at home that heard the message and that understood. Yes, you can be standing up there someday. I mean, 30 years ago, I had no idea that I was going to be in a position to be the president of the Water Quality Association. Heck, I was just trying to struggle to pay the bills, you know, and figure out what this business was all about. So now, I mean, the fact that we had the virtual meeting was the result of COVID-19, the coronavirus crisis. We're all experiencing it, and it is dominating the news, dominating our lives, really. And so um, that must make it, I mean, it's doubly uh, difficult now for you to take this new position as president of the WQA because you're so busy with with your own business. So uh, we really, first of all, really appreciate what you're doing, but also I'd love your thoughts on on this crucial time that everybody faces. It's truly true, truly impacting all of us, Wes, as you said, and and that's that's why I wanted to have a shout out to WQA for the references and the updates on the website. You know, there are we're being bombarded with information about programs that are being offered and things that we should consider and how do we weigh this program against that program. You know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to run our businesses, be sure the customers that need service are being taken care of and and hopefully keep the doors open. So the programs that the government has rolled out have been very helpful, uh, but the updates come in so fast, we can hardly stay ahead of it. So having one place to go to get the latest information, which is what WQA provided on the website, was very, very helpful. And I know a lot of dealers have contacted me and said, what a great ref- uh, resource that was for us. So thank you for that. And hats off. But yes, absolutely. It's impacting all of our businesses. It's impacting certainly how we're having this conversation today is different than what it would have been in a different format and in a different era. But we can't can't let the COVID-19 virus cloud our judgment of what's yet ahead. This is going to be one of the most exciting years in the history of the WQA. The sale of the building that we've been in so long, nobody even remembers how long. I think I heard 40 years. I heard 35 years. I heard more than 40 years. We even know how long we've been there. Moving to a new facility that's much larger in the same general vicinity. So we don't have an interruption of staff and travel and things like that to, to worry about. And the much more professional image that we're going to be able to portray is going to be phenomenal, faster to, to uh, market with product certification that will keep that part of our business moving forward. And certainly the recognition and importance of high quality drinking water, which was highlighted by uh, EPA Administrator Wheeler's talk at the business meeting last week. You know, that is who we are. That is what we do for a living. And so at the end of the day, we have to stop focusing on our bottom lines and our businesses and remember that we have an association that's here to fight for us, keep us solid, keep us sound, and keep fighting for our uh, relevance and um, legitimacy in D.C. and with regulators and and lawmakers throughout the land. So it's it's a very proud time and a very exciting time to be the president of the Water Quality Association. And I don't mean to sound cliche here, but, you know, it really boils down to uh, the idea of service, right? I mean, we're WQA is serving the members 
so that the members can go out and serve customers. I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's it, yet at the same time, um, that's that's exactly what we want to do. Correct, correct, so, and that is our mission. You know, we yeah. we went over today and. This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. As I discussed with you at the beginning of the year, states are continuing to introduce legislation addressing lead in schools. Indiana is the latest state to pass its legislation. House Bill 1265 was signed into law this spring and requires each school test drinking water for lead and copper before January 1st, 2023. Indiana is also taking a look at emerging contaminants through pending bills looking to set regulations on PFAS and other federally unregulated contaminants. I encourage you to visit WQA's Government Affairs webpage to scan our running bills list and to see what your state government is proposing. Again, I'm Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. Continue to check out those WQA coronavirus resources on our website. We've got new tips for how to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program, CDC guidelines, workplace guidance, government updates, and the WQA checklist, and more. We also have a new update called COVID-19 and drinking water. Go to wqa.org coronavirus. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.